You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. And welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is Mikey Shakespeare Man Freddy. Mikey, how's it going, my dude? You stole that from last week. Yes, I did. <laughs> you know it, my man. Why wouldn't I have, I guess? You monster. My, I am not a monster. I am a scoundrel, I'll have you know. <laughs> Um, I am not uh, a monster, but a scoundrel. I'm hoping everybody's having a a lovely Tuesday day. Tuesday day? You know, I don't have anything. I don't have a diatribe here. <laughs> it's Is it Newsday because it's a new episode? Uh, yeah, I guess so, Mikey. Yes, and. Uh, yes, and it is. Uh, not... I can't. I can't really take credit for that one. Unfortunately, that was from my boys at Trophy. Uh, oh, I Not love my Trophy. boys, but the people I like on YouTube. Um, well, in, instead of a drawful Tuesday, uh, we're gonna have a a book book. That's a fun game. Booking when Tuesday. I don't have anything. God, ooh, I'm really we're really derailing this intro. Anyways, let's get straight into the pre-show, Mikey. Um, right. I know you and I already have a planned thing set for this pre-show. We want to predict, um, what we think the current WrestleMania card is for WrestleMania 35 coming up. Not our, you know, booking, uh, shows WrestleMania. Cause that's wherever that is. Um, uh, you and I sat down individually and came, we had a set number of matches, anywhere between 13 to 40, 40, 13 to 14 matches um, that you and I had to decide and pick individually. Um, so, Mikey, I guess we can maybe start with you. Uh, if you want to give any backstory on any of these matches or any order, just, you know, why don't we just start with you, my man? Um, I don't really have any particular order. I just kind of uh, wrote a list of, like, the matches that I think we might see. Okay. Okay. So, for the WWE Championship, I think it's going to be either Dan Bryan versus Kofi, Dan Bryan versus Mustafa, or a triple threat with Dan Bryan, Kofi, and Mustafa. Okay. Ooh, very interesting picks. The Universal title is obviously going to be Seth and Brock. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy picks. That's easy, what I got, easy, too, man. Hands down. Easy, easy, easy peasy. Uh, I think for the SmackDown Women's, it's going to be Asuka versus Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, for the Raw Women's, it's going to be Becky Ronda, clearly. Oh, no, no Charlotte Flair. No, no way. Um, Charlotte Flair does not need to be involved in this, and I think, I think they're going to build it to be Ronda versus Charlotte, and then like it's going to get around WrestleMania time, and I think Becky is going to injure Charlotte and take her place again. Ooh, that's an and then we're and we're gonna get Becky versus Ronda. That's a very interesting storyline pitch. That you know, the idea of like everyone's talking about this possible triple threat, and you're pitching the idea of like, no, it's a complete swerve. It's gonna be Becky versus Ronda. I think because I think Becky's gonna come back. I don't think like they have her suspended until after Mania, sure, but she's gonna come back and she's gonna face Ronda, and they're they're they're. They cannot listen. WWE has done some miserable things, but as much as it looked like, as much as it looks like they're going to take away Becky versus Ronda from everybody, there was no way in hell they would blue ball us that hard because that would be a terrible move on their part. Like they've done some bad things, but this would be like backbreaking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, interesting. That that is a that is a, a take I have never heard uh, on the from the internet, and honestly, very much approve. All right, thank you, thank you for the approval. <laughs> Moving on to the SmackDown tag titles match, I think it's just gonna be Usos versus the Bar. Um, okay. I don't think uh, Miz and Shane are lasting till Mania, and if they do, one of them is gonna turn on the other. Mm-hmm. So it'll either be Usos Bar. Or Usos world's best tag team, and then at Mania, Miz slash Shane will have a heel turn. Interesting. Okay. Uh, tag titles Raw. I just have the Revival versus Heavy Machinery because I have no idea what's going on over on Raw. <laughs> uh, but I would love to see Heavy Machinery in a match for the titles because mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be the tag team underdogs at on Raw. Ooh, very bold prediction, my friend. I think the Intercontinental Championship match is going to be Finn Balor versus Ricochet. Ooh, very nice. Because of how Ricochet saved Balor, I think maybe... I think because I I heard it was kind of believed that Gargano and Ciampa were one-offs and Black and Ricochet were more permanently called up. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Which is why I didn't put DIY anywhere on this WrestleMania card. Because if they were permanently called up, then I would have Revival versus DIY for the Raw Tag Team titles. Mm-hmm. But they're not, so I did. I left them out. U.S. title. I have either Rusev versus R-Truth or Nakamura versus Black. Wild. Okay. Wildly different matches. Because <laughs> I feel like if it's Rusev, they wouldn't put Black in the match. And if it is Nakamura, I feel like he has more of a chance of getting in. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Cruiserweight title, I have Buddy Murphy versus Drew Gulak. Okay. I have Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin in like a possible like steel cage match or something involving trapping them in a place so Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley can't get in. Or some sort of three-on-three with like Braun Strowman and two partners versus Baron Corbin, Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the women's tag, I have Sasha Bailey versus Fire and Desire or the Iconics. Mm-hmm. I have Triple H versus Dean Ambrose. Okay. And I have Mysterio versus Andrade. Interesting. Interesting. And I know I'm one match short, but I could not think of another one for the life of me. 
you could. What are you? Do you have any picks for the men's and women's battle royals? Oh right, that was my fourteenth match was some sort of battle royal. <laughs> ah, so right off your bat, uh, men's and women's battle royal. You can pull some picks out of your butt. Um, who do you think is winning the women's battle battle royal? Uh, Lana. Who do you think is winning the men's? Uh, some NXT person. Um, um, who's our favorite guy? The finest, Kona Reeves. Yeah, Kona Reeves is winning. Perfect. <laughs> very bold picks. Uh, I think it's inter- your card's pretty interesting, you know. And I think it's the same thing you. I talked about with you, texted over with you, is that like, it's very hard to make these cards because I don't know what's happening in WWE right now. Um, and my fingers on the pulse. I feel like are we talked about this. My, fi- you, you haven't watched SmackDown and Raw in a little bit just because you've been busy with work. So my figures, but just in a pulse on the pulse a little bit more. Even I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> there's so much in the air right now. Um, I feel like Kevin Owens might have a match at Mania. Exactly. Um, I was also I was also thinking of a possible Finn Balor Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental when he comes yeah. back because he's coming he's coming back in like a month, so he'll be here for Mania. Yeah, based on what you said, Mikey. Um, you got no Cena, you have no Undertaker, you have no Styles, and you have no Randy Orton. Nope. Um, I think uh, the Undertaker matches are dead. Oh, man. The, like the dead man? Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, you had no Charlotte Flair, of course. Yeah, because I don't want to see Charlotte Flair anywhere near Ronda Rousey or Becky Lynch. See, that's all very interesting. Yeah, I mean... Anyway. Honestly, possible. That's all Undertake- possible. I think the Undertaker matches are, they don't have the uh, uh, the hype that they used to have behind them. Like, everyone would be really hyped for the Undertaker versus whoever match. Mm-hmm. I feel like they stopped having that at around, like, Undertaker CM Punk at 29. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think after the Brock Lesnar match where he lost his streak, it all kind of went downhill. Yeah. Because they lost that, they lost that, like, that like spark, you know, it's like, Ooh, is he going to go undefeated again? Like it lost that. Like it yeah. lost like the, the feeling after he lost like that whole mystical stigma and whole, like he's on that WrestleMania. It was just gone. And now the matches just feel like, meh. yeah, I've, I've been recently watching the, uh, the Monday night war docuseries on the WWE network. Um, where it really goes into obviously the Monday night war, which war between, uh, Monday Night Raw and uh, uh, Nitro um, for WCW, uh, and you know, I just watched the one episode about uh, Goldberg and about how much of a draw he was. He was like what, what hundred and seventy to O or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and then he loses, and then like immediately all of his star power is gone. And they, they kept talking about it as like when the streak ends, like you know he just lost everything he had because that's all he was pretty much, and you know. I mean, it's a hundred and something wins to zero losses. Uh, it may, might not be as impressive as twenty wins or whatever Undertaker had when he lost his streak, but fuck, I, mean, I mean, a streak's a streak. Once it loses, like that's it. You lose. That's that's the end of it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. Do you want me? You want me to hit you with my WrestleMania card? Three good card, Mikey. Nope. I just want to move on to the show. Oh, okay. Well then, uh... <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Please hit me with your card. Okay, well then, uh, no, no, granted. Uh, well, uh, how does it delete? Uh... 
well, get rid of this then. <laughs> okay, well, um, in case the audience wanted to listen to, I'm going to do it despite Mikey. <laughs> uh, and just this is going to be directly for our listeners. Ryan, I love um, the, So this was a very hard pick for me. Uh, very hard pick for me. For the Universal Championship, it's going to be Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Ooh, bold. I know, I know. Very hot take. Um, uh, for the um, uh, SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships, I went the Usos versus Dark DIY. Interesting. Um, uh, dark, I also did a DIY. no disqualification match of Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Okay, so you think the heel turn is going to happen before Mania, and we're going to get a match mm-hmm. out of them. Okay, okay. Um, For the Raw Tag Team Championships, I did a very special, and might not make sense with the number of matches on here, but doesn't matter because WrestleMania could be 12 hours long. I did the Revival versus Rude, Bobby Rude and Chad Gable in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Okay. Okay, bold. Let's just make WrestleMania live forever. Yeah. Okay, I'm um, into that. For the Intercontinental title, I did a Fatal 4-Way. Really mixing it up here. Finn Balor, Ricochet, Bobby Lashley, and Kevin Owens. I like that. Yeah, originally, instead of Kevin Owens, I had uh, Leo Rush. But then I swapped it out because I was like, oh, crap, I don't have Kevin Owens on this card in any capacity. And he's, coming, plus, and he's just coming back, yeah. Yeah, plus, I mean, Kevin Owens coming back facing Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley put him on the shelf in kayfabe. Um, Kevin Owens having, you know, that indie background with Ricochet. Uh, Kevin Owens having a history in NXT with Finn Balor. Finn Balor has history with... Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and you know he's I guess right now friends of Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the combination works. I feel like the combination works. Um, for the men's battle royal, I said Mustafa Ali. Okay. For the women's, I said Sonia Deville. All right. Mainly because I just wanted to see Sonia Deville shine. I figured it was going to be Lana because she's all like. She's always how she's getting overlooked and how she's not getting booked right and blah, blah, blah. They never use her. So I feel like they're going to just be like, hey, look, we did it. I went with Sonya Deville because WrestleMania is very much, um, you know, WrestleMania is very much like, you know, the the one time a year where WWE is on pop, the entire pop culture's radar. So I went with Sonya Deville because I feel like WWE – is going to want to showcase and spotlight uh, an LGBTQ uh, member of mm-hmm. the roster. Plus, Sonya Deville just got announced to be on the next season of Total Divas. So, it's perfect for Total Divas. Fair enough. <laughs> I was just like, why not then? Um, so let's just do that. Um, okay, well, and moving on, um, let us say that... Oh, for the Cruiserweight title, I said... Buddy Murphy versus Rey Mysterio. Whoa. Bold move. You think Rey Mysterio is going back to 205? I think... Or is going on to 205 for the first time? I think 205 could definitely use some more star power. Um, Okay. I pitched on Twitter last week that 
the idea of Matt Hardy has been losing a lot of weight. You can see it on YouTube. I pitched the idea of Matt Hardy returning to the uh, cruiserweight division. Interesting. Um, I think a star power with Matt Hardy, whether it's Matt Hardy, whether it's Rey Mysterio, I think I could use it. Uh, as much as I would love to see an Andrade match, um, I sort of feel like a Rey Mysterio Buddy Murphy could be a great, you know, even with Rey Mysterio losing, it could help make Buddy Murphy into a star. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd just be a nice little surprise. Even though they they just announced a tournament for, you know, for the Cruiserweight title, whoever's going against Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania. Um, for the Raw Women's Tag Team Championships, or at the Raw Women's Tag Team Championships, I guess at this point, just the Women's Tag Team Championships, mm-hmm. since they're defending on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Sorrow 205 Live. Um, <laughs> uh, I have Sasha Banks and Bayley versus Lita and Trish Stratus. Okay. All right. I can see it. I think your card is yeah. making more sense than mine. <laughs> Hey, I got I got my finger on the pulse you just do. a bit. You have your finger on the pulse way more than I have lately. Some could argue way way too much. <laughs> <laughs> my fingers wait needs to step off a little bit. Um, for the Raw Women's Championship, I gave in. I said the triple threat: Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Okay, do you think it's gonna be a triple threat? But I do, I do very much like your idea, Mikey. Um, for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, I said Asuka versus Lacey Evans. Okay. So we agreed on that one. Mm-hmm. In a special singles match, I said John Cena versus Drew McIntyre. Well, okay. And then this is the... Oh, and then a, a second second a second special singles match. Uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. All right. Why not? Sure. Get them on the card because you know Randy Orton has to be at WrestleMania. Um, and here's here's a bull, <laughs> possibly my boldest prediction for a card. This one is going to be out of nowhere, Mikey. Okay. A special six man tag match. All right. Triple H, EC3, Pete Dunn. Versus Dean Ambrose, Braun Strowman, and Batista. Uh, what? My wildest pitch for a match I have ever made. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I just want to see Batista, man. Okay, all right. I just, I, as much as he walks alone, I want to see him team up with Dean Ambrose and Braun Strowman. <laughs> Uh, oh, and I forgot away. to say I forgot to say the WWE Championship match. Right. Um, what do you got? Uh, my pick was Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle. Okay. Uh, I feel like that could, if you want to add a stipulation to that, I think it could be title versus career or whatever. It's title versus career? Yeah, put Kurt Angle or... Uh, 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 Put you know, put the title on the line. Kurt Angle puts his career on the line. Okay, I think that I, pretty much what I'm saying is I think that could be a perfect retirement match for Kurt Angle is Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. I like it. Um, it's not as crazy as an idea as my six man tag, uh, but <laughs> definitely an idea. 
I mean, it works. Uh, So those are, I guess, those are are our WrestleMania 35 match card predictions. Um, Yeah, like I said before, Mikey, uh, hard to honestly figure out what to do with these people. Just a just a little bit. Uh, with the additions of it's, Ricochet, it's a big out- card with a lot of people. I mean, I mean, look at my card, Mikey. We talked about what who's missing from your card. Uh, I mean, look at my card. I am missing Alistair Black. I am missing Andrade. I am missing um, Undertaker, of course. Um, I also don't. Th- I mm-hmm. also don't think Undertaker is going to be having a match, anyways. Um, you know. I just assume we can put them in the men's battle royal, pretty much. Okay. I mean, of course, and both of us are missing uh, a WrestleMania legend. You know, his their streak being one and zero from winning the Raw tag team titles last year to relinquishing them a day later. Nicholas, <laughs> how could we f- dare forget to to put that legend on our show? Right, I don't know. I don't know how we forgot Nicholas. God, honestly, I would love if Nicholas showed up at WrestleMania Thirty Five. <laughs> He's gonna be in the Battle Royal. Oh my God, Nicholas in the Battle Royal would be hilarious. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was just thinking backstage, like he cheers on Braun Strowman or something. But honestly, that's a great pick. I would, I would love that so much. Well, uh, speaking of loving things, let's move on to some of our greatest loves, and that is booking SmackDown Live. Um, I like it. So, Mikey, we got another episode of SmackDown Live. Uh, We are officially, one, including this show, one, two shows away, two shows away from our Fastlane pay-per-view. But... Also, what we have to book in this episode is our bonus women's tag team championship elimination chamber match to find out who are our universe's elimination chamber tag t- women's tag teams. Um, so we have all of that to do and more. Um, should I go through what happened last week, Mikey? Yes, please. Okay, well, last week we had AJ Styles open up the show. He thanked Drew McIntyre for taking out his competition the week previous. Um, because of that, he has no number one contender, which means he doesn't have a title match at Fastlane. You know, he's just rubbing it in. He's like, he, can wait, he can't wait to take the night off. Um, GM Page comes out and says that Styles will be wrestling at Fastlane, and he will be defending his title because she should thank McIntyre because now she doesn't have to pick a number one contender because she can just decide on both. That's right. At Fastlane, it'll be AJ Styles versus Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins in a triple threat match. Excitometer here, a 2.84, booking a 3 out of 4. All right. All right. Not bad. And again, you can vote in those Excitometer and booking polls every Monday and Wednesday on our Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. Uh, moving on to the next segment. Backstage segment, Triple H walks in the GM Page's office. GM Page is frantic because she can't figure out a team for the Elimination Chamber match. Triple H smugly offers her an NXT, t- NXT team. Page says no because it's a SmackDown spot. Triple H leaves. Booking here a 1.83. Ugh. Big old oof. Oof. Honestly, the biggest oof. Yeah. Um, moving on to our, our first matchup, Rowan versus Rusev. The battle of the big boy R's. 
The big um, boys. During the match, during the match, lights go out, and then a lantern appears and turns on on the stage. Lights go out again. Lights come back on. Rusev rolls up Rowan. Excitometer, 2.2 out of 4. Booking, a 2.8. Okay. All right. Um, moving on to a tag match. Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong with, of course, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Dan Bryan. Um, Nakamura ends up pinning Roderick Strong here. Following the match, though, Undisputed Era again beat down the team of Nakamura and Dan Bryan, and Mike Kanellis ends up making the save. Uh, it should also be noted that Bobby Fish gets severely injured during this match. He is out for 15 weeks. Excitometer so 3.8. I'm so sorry, Bobby. Excitometer 3.8 out of 4. Booking 3.15. I'm assuming it's that injury that took it down. Quite possibly. I mean, it could be the inclusion of Mike Kanellis. Uh, maybe people don't like Mike Kanellis. Um, or, you know, it could be the Bobby Fish injury. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe people mm-hmm. wanted a Bobby uh, undisputed error victory here. Um, next up in a backstage segment, GM Page talking to Tamina and Lana and tells them that even though they lost last week, she doesn't have enough roster members to create another team. So they are both in the Elimination Chamber match. Tamina and Lana thank Page and leave to celebrate. Then they are attacked by the team of Jesse Duke and Marina Schaefer from NXT, who then quickly leave like a hit and run. GM Page comes back in the frame and calls for help. Booking here, 2.4. Uh, right, like looks like in the middle, a little higher than halfway. Not too terrible, mm-hmm. but not great. Uh, in the United States Championship match again, Kevin Owens defeats his uh, pers- rival, I guess, person he's facing, um, Mojo Raleigh. Um, o- Owens reverses a pounce of Mojo Raleigh's into a pop up power bomb. Excitrometer three point two, booking two point eight two. Okay. All right. So it's, all, it, it's not bad. And finally, in a Four Corners Elimination number one contender match, the Usos, the Colognes, and the Revival are all defeated by English and Elias, who end up getting the victory and become the number one contenders and presumably now officially have a match against Sanity at Fastlane. Um, Excite your meter here at 3.4, booking a 2.6. All right, so, wow, it went down a lot, huh? Yeah, uh, 0.4%. Not 0.4%. What percentage is that? How do you do percents? I don't know. I don't feel like doing it right now. Yeah, uh, not a great uh, outing in terms of booking. Um, You know, weak points is that backstage segment of Triple H and GM page. Um, That, uh... Elimination sh- elimination number one contenders, English Elias. Um, the United States Championship match with Kevin Owens, Mojo Raleigh. You know, these are some low spots. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really too happy about that. Uh, well, let's see what, if we can turn that all around, Mikey, with this week's episode of Finally Booking SmackDown Live. Mikey, is it time? Is it now? What shall we do? It's time to hit those books. We need to. Like, I feel like we need. I need to create a stinger. You know what I mean? I feel like I need to like create some sort. I feel like I feel like we need more stingers. 
Yeah, and then like a ding, ding, ding or something. Yeah, okay. Like I, I feel like it should create some more stingers for our show. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think we need something there. Um. Okay. I'll I'll get working on that. Um. Well, let us before we start anything, Mikey. We gotta decide. Technically, there was a Raw Elimination Chamber pay per view in our universe last Sunday, mm-hmm. where the women's tag team championships were up for grabs between the Country Club, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair, the Iconics, Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sony Deville, the team of Tamina and Lana, and whether or not they. We're actually in the match. There's wait to be seen. And, of course, a team that a name that you made up, which I love, the Empresses of the Night, Asuka and Ember Moon. Uh, well, I guess first things first, we've got to figure out who won, Raw or SmackDown. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Flipping that coin. Uh, heads is what? Tails is what? Heads is SmackDown. Tails is Raw. Heads is SmackDown. T- he- tails is Raw. And the decision is heads is SmackDown. Oh, now we have new titles, huh? Oh boy, we got more titles. Oh boyzy, we got more titles. It's the last thing we did, honestly. Oof, <laughs> Okay, so the women's tag team championships are on our side. Um, okay, well we have to determine how this is done. Okay, well, uh, I guess first things first, Mikey, we kind of teased the idea of something happening with Tamina and Lana, or at least some sort of NXT NXT team, as I like to call them, um, taking a stealing a spot in the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Does that happen? Yeah, definitely. Okay, what what happens? Talk to me. What happens about it? Uh, They... Maybe they're, like, trying to go to the ring, but they're hobbling a little bit, and then while they're hobbling, Bermier and uh duke and shafir attack again and they are unable to compete so duke and shafir or maybe while they're walking to the ring duke and shafir attack them and then jump in their pod kind of like edged it to kofi a couple years like years ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i agree with that i did have a, a wild idea of duke and shafir attacking tamina and lana or maybe even the country club i don't know um and then just like a, I had the idea of just the wild idea of like them attacking the country club or Tamina and Lana because I could honestly probably be both. Um, and then replace and like, but instead of Duke and Shafir replacing them, I had the idea of the Sky Pirates replacing them for some wild reason. Interesting. Um, but that is way overbooked. So I agree. I think Tamina and Lana get beat up and then Duke and Shafir replace them. All right, cool. Okay, well, I guess we got to uh, Maybe we should... How should we do this, Mikey? Should we decide on the winners and then work backwards from there? Uh, sure. So it has to be somebody at the SmackDown team, yes? Yes, it does have to be a SmackDown team, which leaves either the Country Club or Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair. I think we could make the argument for Tamina... Uh, sorry, for Jesse Duke and Marina Shafir... I mean, they're not SmackDown, so... Yes, they are not SmackDown. But uh, you can certainly make that argument. But yeah, uh, if, if then that means the Country Club or Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair get it. I'm between the Country Club and Duke and Shafir. But I think we did roll SmackDown. But I could see us kind of maybe including uh, Duke and Shafir in that. 
but I think it's either one of those two. Yeah, I'm sort of, I'm sort of the same. Um, on between because you know we had the thought of maybe going Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I kind of mm-hmm. maybe not want to have you know Charlotte Flair defended, you know win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, or I guess the Women's Tag Team Championships, I should start describing them as. Um, Yeah. The Country Cup are the only tag team that really exist on our brand. And... Yeah. And... But... Could be interesting if Jesse Duke and Marina Shafir winning it. That would be wild. A wild decision. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, so um, I I'm bet- I think I'm between. I think I'm in agreement. Greens, greens is agreeance a word? I know I I know I threw out. Uh, what was the word I threw out last week? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Is agreeance a word? Agreeance is a word that seems to be continually reinvented and recycled. Okay, I've lost interest. Um, <laughs> I think I agree with you. The Country Club or, or Duke and Shafir. Um, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know where and how to pick. Um, Why do you think the Country Club should win it, Mikey? Hmm. I think they should win because of the fact that, you, like you said before, they're the only like legitimate tag team on the like in the chamber, really. Um, mm-hmm. on and on SmackDown, that they're like the only like real tag mm-hmm. team that we have, and I think they finally deserve their uh, little push here. Yeah. Okay. What's the argument for Jesse Duke and Marina Schaefer? I feel like they fought their way in, so if like it just kind of feels like oh they fought their way in, so now they gotta beat the odds and come back and win at the end, you know. Yeah, I I do I did have the flash in my head of you know down the line Country Club turning face and you know it's the Country Club versus Jesse Man Duke and Marina Schaefer at WrestleMania or Fastlane. I had that I had that flash, you know. Um, if we turn them face in this elimination chamber match, and then it's you know Jesse Man Duke and Marina Schaefer get the victory, it's that there's that chase that's right there. Mm-hmm. Because we have sort of used the Country Club as like they were the ones that were getting screwed over by kind of they were starting to be. The, they're really pretty much the only people that got screwed over between this Triple H and GM Page feud. Um, their whole Royal Rumble spots. Mm-hmm. So, cosmically, it's an idea. Well, I said saying it all out loud, uh, my brain sort of sliding with Duke and Shafir. Okay, why is that? You know, just... I don't know. Like I, The idea of like putting... I mean, because then that would presume that the the bottom two, or I guess, yeah, the last two, the final two would be the Country Club and Duke and Shafir in this Elimination Chamber match. Mm-hmm. If that is the case. Okay. Which I think we can agree. I feel like that's maybe the final two. Yeah, I feel like that's the best. 
But yeah, like my brain just sort of thinks that like maybe Duke and Shafir. And then quite honestly, like quite honestly, Mikey, we don't necessarily have to worry about that title. We def- we do it the title match at Fastlane and you know eventually at WrestleMania, but um we don't necessarily have to worry about it um you know every week because it will be at NXT in some in some ways. Mhm. Mhm. It's kind of a cop out, <laughs> I'll admit, kind of I a mean, cop a little. out. Um yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm you know, I say it all and I sort of now my brain my yeah, I sort of say it all, my brain starts leaning towards Duke and Shafir. Uh I don't know, that's how my brain's working right now. And that is a gotta say, gotta say, the point we're all trying to make here is like what a crazy and insane idea that we have is that the first ever elimination chamber match for women, the first women's tag team championship, is going to go to very much blue chip rookies, Jesse Man Duke and Marina Schaefer. Not even Raw or SmackDown team. It's going to go to an impossible NXT team. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming that is what we decide, Mikey. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's how I'm feeling, dude. I don't know how you. How do you? What do you think? We gotta make decisions. Um, I want it to be the Country Club. Okay, you guys, swayed me over, my man. Swayed me I over. St- the which is short I still for think it's wave. the Country Club because of their tag team prowess and how they're the only like real real tag team who knows each other that well and can actually like work together and have been working together for a while. But Duke and Shafir are part of the Four Horsewomen. Yeah, I guess so, but they're also they're also new. They're rookies. They haven't been in WWE that long. True. That's very true. So, uh, I just think it's the country club. Oh man. Well, huh. those are good points. Those are good points. Maybe we just do the country club. Uh maybe the Now, is this at all because you love the country club and love the Riot Squad in real life? Just maybe a little. <laughs> Are you at all biased, I guess, is the question. Um, that's fine. Maybe a little. Yeah, I mean... Have you seen my 2K19? I have. I have. So far, the only the only title changed are those. <laughs> is there any argument for Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair? A little. Maybe, like, Charlotte does something a little dirty, but you can't really do that in an elimination chamber because there's no DQ anyway. True. So, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, boy, would, have lo- would we have both preferred it to be a Raw team? No, I think it's fine because now it forces us to book the women's division better. Mikey, you're a good point. Uh, the, the randomizer has decided, uh, and we are slaves to the randomizer. So we will... As we usual, will, we will bow down and 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 bow in reverence and and perspirance, uh, which is not a word. With in reverence, agreement. I for one welcome our so our so random overlord. Um, randomizer is our god, and we have to uh, listen to it. Um, Duke Shafir <laughs> Country Club. Uh, I can go with the Country Club, Mikey. I'm good with that. Let's do it. Does then. that mean the Country Club is turning face, or no? They don't have to. Okay. So it to. seems like the Country Club and Duke and Shafir. So here's my argument, Mikey. If Duke and Shafir win it, I think that ar- that argument is that they're last. 
the bottom two, last two are Country Club and Duke and Shafir. If the Country Club are winning it, um, I don't know. I can't. I don't necessarily see Duke and Shafir in the bottom two anymore. Who do you see in the bottom two then? Maybe a team like uh, Empresses of Tomorrow or something. Empresses of the Night, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. The Country Club versus Ember Moon and Asuka. Which will most undoubtedly be the fan favorite going into this match, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like it would either be them or Charlotte Flair. Because honestly, if, if Raw won, I would have thrown the titles onto them. Absolutely. So maybe we do that. Maybe that's a swerve. Maybe the last two are Country Club and Empresses of the Night. And Country Club pulls out the victory. Yeah, Country Club pull out the victory. Um, All right. Okay, so that means I forgot a construction construct an elimination order here. Um, that means uh, last to get knocked out are Ember Moon and Asuka. Empresses of the Night. Okay. Um, okay, who gets... So we got to work this order. Um, who are Who's in the pods? Who's their starting twos? We got to figure out... We got to construct a whole Elimination Chamber match. Starting twos, who's in the pod, um, and who in our Elimination order? Well, we don't have to construct that because Raw was in charge, right? What do you mean? I mean, Raw, I mean that was Raw's pay-per-view, right? Like, sure, we had people in it, but that doesn't mean we have to book the whole thing. Are you saying we're letting fate decide? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's not going to really add anything on which order they got eliminated in. Which, you know? now that I think of... The only people that matters... <laughs> the only people that matters for is, like, Flair and Jax, kind of. That is a wild... Hold on. I just had the thought. This is a Raw pay-per-view, and we're having a SmackDown Live team pick it. Yeah. That is... The randomizer, I don't know what's what the randomizer gods are thinking. They're crazy. I'm telling you. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, so you're saying we don't have to pick that. We just know that the winner is the country club. Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay, okay. Well, that makes my job easier. Um, I'm fine with that. The country club are our new women's tag team champions. Yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. Way to go, Country Club. Way to go. finally did something. Uh, Mikey's 2K19 dreams are fulfilled. <laughs> yes. My dreams, they've come true. <laughs> um, okay, well then. Uh, knowing that, we have to go now into a quick break. And when we come back, we will book our episode of SmackDown Live. We'll be right back. And we are back. That sounded like uh, it almost got into like the EA Sports announcer's voice when I said, <laughs> and we are back. <laughs> Hit the books. It's in, it's the, in the books. Card. It's in the card. There oh, okay. <laughs> that's, not, that's actually not too bad. Hit there it the is. Books. It's in the card. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts so bad. Save it for the ending. Oh, God. Save it for our sign off. Fair enough. Okay, well, we're going to change up a little bit of how we book the show 
everybody. Before, we would just be like, What's go- what are we going to do, guys? Um, and now we're just going to, you know, really more focus on the rivalries, focus on the title pictures, and maybe, you know, make it maybe a little bit faster, but also make it more focused about what we're doing for title to title each week instead of just coming up with, like, random ideas out of our butt. So what do we want to start? I feel like what's, let's start with the U.S. title. I feel like that might be one of the easier ones. So ideas for the U.S. title picture, Mikey. Uh, I'm thinking we get we we set up Kevin Owens with a rivalry going into Fastlane, or maybe okay. a, like a possible long term rivalry instead of just week to week stuff. Yeah, I think yeah we definitely established the week to week defenses, but I agree. I think we should at least set up a rivalry for at least Fastlane, and eventually WrestleMania, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I think we could still do a U.S. title defense tonight. And then maybe I agree. someone, you know, well, I was going to say screw him over, but screw him over would imply that he somehow loses. Yeah. Um, or like someone attacks him and then he has to know disqualification and then he retains it. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So we want to set up a rivalry long term or at least to set up towards fast lane. Uh, so start with, start there. Who should we set the rivalry up with? Um, hmm. Who do we got? We got... We got available people. Kevin Owens is a heel, so we have available couple available people. We got, of course, Rusev. We got Sin Cara. Um, Bray Wyatt seems to possibly be doing his own thing right now with Rowan. Um, we got Rey Mysterio. Uh, we got Mike Kanellis, which is actually now he, he's busy, now that I say this. Uh, so we got, on the face men's side, we have Rusev, Sin Cara, Yep. Oh, and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Rusev, Sin Cara, and that's it. <laughs> yep. Um, and then you mean? I mean, you could maybe say we do a Heath Slater and Rhino thing, but eh. or the Bar, Sheamus or Cesaro going for single gold. That's um, not. I mean, I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we went through it, maybe we could say. The setup for a match against Fastlane would be Kevin Owens versus either Rusev, Sin Cara, Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, Cesaro, Heath Slater, or Rhino. Hmm. <laughs> I think we cut out Slater and Rhino. Okay. No, no offense. That's fair. I think we cut out. I think we cut out Sin Cara. Okay. Also fair. So that leaves us with Sheamus, Cesaro, Mysterio, and Rusev. Hmm. Seamus, Cesaro, Mysterio, and Rusev. That is all that is all true. Uh Kevin Owens has already faced since becoming United States champion. Uh, Mojo Raleigh, Rowan, um, and Mike Kanellis. And if I'm not mistaken, he won the gosh dang title at Oh, actually it was before the Royal Rumble, my mistake. He won it against who do you win? Who do you win this gosh dang title against? Was it Mysterio? Yeah, it was Mysterio, right? Yeah. Okay, so he won it from Rey Mysterio. So, whew, who knows? Uh, what are we thinking? Rusev, Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, or Cesaro? I kind of like is. Cesaro. My my pitch, I do like Cesaro. My pitch was, um. A handicap match at WrestleMania, Kevin Owens versus The Bar. 
And what happens if the VAR wins? Well, we know for a fact that if the VAR wins, then I guess one of them becomes the United States champion, or both of them share the U.S. championship. Or we they, also like, know, it? We also know that if, if Kevin Owens retains the United States championship, then he becomes the number one contender for the WWE championship. That is true. Um, but that does become, you know, sort of a last-minute decision or, I guess, thing for Kevin Owens is he has to face two people at once. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like individual matches of Kevin Owens versus Cesaro. Who knows? Okay. All right. I like it. I like that for now. I do like the idea of the handicap match, though. I mean... Besides, that's I mean that's the the storyline I pitch I have for you in terms of the bar, Rey Mysterio, um, you know he I mean we have any we don't have any rematch clauses here but uh, you know Rey Mysterio could always try to fight back for the United States Championship that he lost against Kevin Owens. Um, I don't remember what fashion of a loss that was like uh, like you know um. Mm-hmm. If it was cheaty or any anyway, it was not cheaty. It was just straight up victory. Kevin Owens defeated Rey Mysterio um, with a pop up power bomb. Um, I got a oh I forgot I got a four out of four on our booking scale. So it is a good it was a good rivalry we had apparently. Um, so I don't know. I mean, who knows? Um, maybe we bring Mysterio back into this then. Maybe, and that could be maybe the fast lane match. I honestly do not have a pitch for you for Rusev. Um, other than other than the idea of Rusev as a former United States champion, and maybe he's going to fight for the title. He hasn't done anything in a while, and this is fast lane right before WrestleMania. So, no, but I'm saying I think we could set up Mysterio for Mania. Ooh, Mysterio for Mania. Ooh, and then the bar for he... fast lane. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's interesting. That's an interesting pitch. Because my thought for Mania was like, Mysterio is like, ever ever since you took that belt from me, all you've done was disrespect it. You don't deserve that title. That is true. That is true. You don't respect... I'm going to bring some respect and decency back to the United States Championship. The, the, title, the title is a symbol... Of the United States of America. Uh, you disrespect the title. You disrespect America. That's pretty good. And then we have this whole immigrant angle. No, he was born in California. Dang it. <laughs> um, oh, because also Kevin Owens is Canadian. So he doesn't give a crap. He's a heel. So he doesn't care about United States of America. Exactly. He just cares about his good old Tim Hortons in hockey. <laughs> okay, so I like that idea. So we're setting up maybe possibly Kevin Owens versus Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania, um, assuming everyone stays healthy. Um, uh, Hopefully. So I guess that means that this week we might be setting up for, at Fastlane, a handicap match. The Bar versus United States champion Kevin Owens. I like it. Okay, so that means we're setting up for the bar versus Kevin Owens for the United States title at Fastlane. How do we get there? Um, well, we can get there by starting singles matches. 
Kevin Owens Cesaro. Next week we do Kevin Owens Sheamus, and then maybe a post match beatdown afterwards, something like along those lines. Oh, after both, we could easily do. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Hold on, how are you in post match beatdowns? I don't know. I don't know if the first one is a post match beatdown. Maybe the first one's just like, all right, you know what? He got me. But maybe the second one's a little bit like a little bit cheaty or a little bit dirty, and the bar gets kind of mad at that. I think. Oh, what about this as a pitch, Kevin Owens? Because we have to remember the bar are faces here. Right. But they are, but again, they're like the Steiner brothers as faces. They're like, with a very old callback. Uh, they're like, you know, they're big tough guys that like to fight. Um, mm-hmm. They're not like Finn Balor faces where they're smiling. Yeah. Um, okay, so what about this as a pitch? Kevin Owens versus Cesaro this week. United States Championship match. Okay. I like it. Uh, I'm just going to write that in here because who the hell knows. Versus Cesaro, obviously with Sheamus. Yes. United States Championship match. Of course. Um. After the match, Kevin. Oh, Kevin Owens is going to win here. Which mm. I feel like he should win ver- via dirty tactic here. Okay. What are your thoughts on no disqualification finish? Not sorry, not no disqualification. A a disqualification finish. Like like maybe he like I don't know. Pokes him in the eye, hits him with the belt, like something where the ref catches him. I was just gonna say he pulls out a chair and hits him. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> he just hits him with a gosh dang chair. Um, okay, just. Owens gets mad because he can't put Cesaro away and he goes berserk. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Um, it was, it's either that or Kevin Owens finds out that uh, after the match, Sheamus challenges Kevin Owens for next week and he has already been per- approved by GM Page. And then, she- and then as they're leaving, Kevin Owens grabs a chair and attacks and beats down Sheamus to get him a heads up for next week. Interesting. Okay. Those are my two pitches. Do you got any pitches or what, any thoughts on these? Um, I sort of like the idea of saving the the beat the beatdown of Sheamus. Like, like he beats like he hits Cesaro with the chair and runs away with his title. I like that. I like that little uh spot. And then when they announce when it gets announced that it's going to be Sheamus next week. Like, maybe Sheamus opens the show next week, and then that's when Kevin Owens attacks him, and then Sheamus has to, like, fight, beat up, and that's what that's how Kevin Owens, like, ends up winning again. What about this? Kevin Owens defeats Cesaro, disqualification, hits him with a chair, yada, yada, yada. Of course, he walks away. Um, then, backstage segment later in the show, interview with Shamey Waney, of Ice Ice Shamey, I, I, um, I hate you. <laughs> and uh, it said that, like, the announcer, the interviewer is like, it's just going to confirm that next week, uh, by GM Page, that next week you will be facing Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Do you have any thoughts on that? And Sheamus like, hey, fella. And then from out of nowhere, Kevin Owens attacks him and beats him down. Is Cesaro there as well? Sure. Does that change anything? I don't know. Well, it would change the fact that it's a two-on-one 
not in favor of Kevin Owens. Um, well, hmm. you know, he just comes in and beats down one, and the other person's like, what? And then they get hit, and then, you know, he just... I don't know, Kevin, looking, Kevin Owens is looking like a, a big tough guy. Cause got, I mean, it would be two-on-one, but the one has a chair. We, I mean, we can make it a kendo stick, and he's more movable. Yeah, he like hits Cesaro in the back of the head, in the back, like with the chair or something, or with a kendo stick or whatever. And Cesaro goes down, and then he goes after Sheamus. Yeah, I mean, and we could argue that Cesaro's not there because he's in the back because he just got beat down off a chair. You know what I mean? Mm. And even- I also like the idea if Cesaro was there, like he, like Kevin Owens comes up and like throws Cesaro into like into like a like into one of those crates and he flips over it and then him and Sheamus just have a brawl. Oh yeah, that yeah that can easily be done, and then Kevin Owens ends up on top of the brawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can easily be done because we also have to remember that Cesaro would be coming into this backstage segment injured. Yeah, and what if like, and then Kevin Owens maybe does like a little power bomb through like one of the the random tables that's back there. Not catering. <laughs> Not catering. It doesn't have to be catering. It's just like a random like table with some like stuff on it. It's not a, it's not I like that. I think it's perfect. Uh, the finish of this is that. Okay, cool. I like that a lot. Uh, DQ finished the United States title match and then a brawl backstage with this interview and announced that next week will be Kevin Owens versus Shane. I say Shaney. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me write this all down. <laughs> uh, well, I guess while I'm writing this all down, Mikey, what do you have in terms of the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. Uh, how how first I want to get to how is Kevin Owens disrespecting the U.S. title this week? Oh, thank you, thank you for reminding me. Um, what do you got a pitch? I don't. I don't have a pitch. I just I just know we needed to get to it. Gosh. Okay. Um. Well, what has he done? He's eaten food off of it. Um, he left it at a hotel. He and, left it. He came out without it. Uh, he's he came out while just dragging it. Yeah. Um. What's next? What is next? Um. How would he dis disrespect Doctor Disrespect the United States Championship? Is there anything to the idea of him accidentally? Or just dropping it into like a trash can. Maybe instead of accidentally, maybe he's like trying to drop it into a trash can and someone catches him. He throws in the trash can. Like we're like, and coming up next is the United States Championship match of of Kevin Owens versus Cesaro. And then uh, it cuts to like, a, it cuts that... to a shot of Kevin Owens trying to throw out the the title, and he sees the camera and he's like, ah. <laughs> 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 he's just, he's like secretly like trying to do it. The camera finds him throwing it away. He's just like, uh, duh, yeah, <laughs> duh. Oh, and he just like puts it. He like like put, throws it over his shoulder, begrudgingly puts it over his shoulder. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's a great cutaway. I love that cutaway. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well then, moving on. What are we doing for SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships this week? Last week, it's been confirmed that English and Elias, after two weeks of asking to be the cha- or challenging Sanity and getting laughed off, they are officially the number one contenders against Sanity at Fastlane. 
Um, what happens here? I feel like it's a backstage segment of sorts. Um, I think maybe it's English and Elias going up to Sanity for some reason. Or maybe they're doing something again, like they're warming up their instruments. You know how they do, these musicians. Um, asking for tips. Uh, is that an idea? Hold on. Is that an idea? Hold on. Is that an idea? I don't know. I don't know if they're asking for tips from Sanity. No. We get a segment with English and Elias, like... Busking? Like, either busking or they're playing at, like, some sort of, you know, bar or whatever. And Sanity attack them at the bar or the busking zone, the sidewalk. So, so you're so you're suggesting like almost a Stone Cold Booker T grocery store segment. I think I am. Where they get attacked in like a public area, or at least Sheamus and Cesaro segment where they're both at the bar. <laughs> we are the bar, guys. You're drunk. <laughs> Remember that segment? I don't remember what was happening. No, no, no. This is the bar. You guys are drunk. God. Let's not forget that they're they're called the bar because they don't set the bar. They are the bar. Um, they, they form. They came to finally came together as a tag team after fighting some some people at an actual bar. Like that is how they kind of got together as way- a team. Is that why they call them? Is that why they call themselves the I bar? Would not be surprised. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, so what about that, Mikey? An idea of them busking, or maybe they're at a, a pot bellies and they're playing music. Maybe not. Maybe not busking, but maybe like we maybe like before we go into the bar, we like zoom in on a poster. It's like English and Elias performing tonight. Oh, okay. What uh, at SmackDown Live? And they're like, or are we doing this? They're like a live. Else? They're like on. Yeah, they're like a like a live band sort of thing. So we're doing live from Potbellies. Uh, it's English and yeah, or wherever they're at, I guess. Yeah, sure. I don't mind that. Okay, okay, and maybe that's just like it's kind a of teaser. a throwback. It's kind of a little bit of a throwback. I feel like they don't. I feel like there's no segments like this anymore. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, okay, okay, I like that. I like that. Um, do we do that for next week or do we do that for this week? I feel like this week or maybe next week. Maybe we tease it this week and do it for next week. I don't know. Oh, my brain's coming up with ideas all over the place. Like tease that next week that they're, they're doing a performance at Potbelly's. Um, in whatever city they're in next. I don't know. I think, it, I think it'd be better just to do it. Okay. Let's just do it then. Um, then... Which is not really a backstage segment, I guess in a way, but segment English and Elias are performing um, at a local bar at, at a local bar, and in between songs or whatever, and maybe throughout the night we're cutting back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. Like, really, maybe this is, like, an amalgamation of segments. Oh, so it's, like, a bunch, like, they were just kind of watching their set as it goes along. Yeah. Like, they aren't... 
Which, in a weird way, they're not at SmackDown Live performing for their jobs. They're at some other gig. Hey, they want to. They want to spread. They want to spread their their talents throughout the world. They don't want to just keep it restricted to the WWE universe. They want the whole universe to hear them. Oh, I guess that's fair. Uh, English Elias was performing at a local bar, and in between songs, they talk about how they are the bar. <laughs> the bar. Uh, they talk about how they um, are no laughing matter, and they will defeat Sanity at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. At Fastlane. Um. In the last segment of the night, I guess, right before maybe the main event or whatever we're doing, um, Sanity enter the bar and do what? Drink a pint? I feel like I feel like if Sanity walked into the bar, that would kind of ruin the surprise of that. I feel like we need to they need like a surprise attack. Maybe they're like they maybe they're just like wear maybe they're there in like disguise. Maybe they're like all wearing hoods, just having a drink like in the crowd. <laughs> and then like I just like the idea of it all wearing disguises. <laughs> I'm just I'm it just saying like I'm just saying disguises. like they just have like hoods on or something, you know? And then they all attack like like they jump up on stage and start beating down on English and Elias and then they take off the masks and it's like san and it's sanity. Yeah, maybe the idea the of like English and Elias um, you know, English steps down from the stage area or whatever and starts, you know, doing crowd work um you know singing to the pretty ladies or whatever uh-huh um and then as they're going by killing a day or not alexander wolf pops up or whatever and just attacks them and then everyone else starts beating down and then a brawl breaks out at the bar and then aiden stuff happens aiden english and tries to crowd surf and sanity puts him through a table whoa <laughs> well that's a great idea, but I don't see a. I just English thought it was. A, I just rocker, thought it was a funny it? image, like just like it's a. It would be looks a like jump, like going to like crowd surf and then just sanity catching him and just slamming him. That would be great. I mean, I still think that. Ha- I think think that still think that could happen with Killian Dane, you know, just slamming him through a table. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this the crowd work the the things are happening. So English does some crowd work. And and then sanity attack them. Sanity sanity appear in disguises, disguises and surprises. English and Elias and surprise attack. English and Elias. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like sanity would be getting you know standing tall. I mean, it, no two ways about it. It really, really just sounds like Sanity would be getting the, from the get go. It feels like Sanity would be getting them. It's a surprise attack at a bar at a random place. Not even, not even the Smoothie King Center. Not even the Smoothie King Center. Um. Okay. Anything else? I think that I think that's honestly, I'm good with that segment. Yeah, I'm cool with it. Okay. Well, then, uh, let's move on to the let's say SmackDown Women's. Mm-hmm. What do we do with the SmackDown women's? Um, two weeks two weeks ago, Becky Lynch opened up SmackDown Live, saying that she's faced everyone on the roster, except for Bailey. 
Um, she challenged Bailey to a match at Fastlane and honestly put up her title in a very, you know, honorable move by the man. Um, Bailey accepted, and we got a match at Fastlane. Um, you and I were texting the other day, Mikey, about what we do if this match, um, how we build to this match. Um, I don't know. Any ideas you got? Um, I mean, we, we came up with, like, maybe put them both in their own singular matches this week and see if see if they can kind of outdo each other almost. Okay. Okay. I like that idea. So who would be facing whom then? Well, we have the potential matches. We have a couple. We could do, like, Bailey Naya. We could do Becky Flair. We could do uh, Becky Naya, Flair Bailey. I don't know. We could also throw in. We could throw in the country club. We could the new tag team champion. You know, they're... Yeah, we could also always throw in Carmella. She's That's back. True. Dude, let's not Maybe forget. Bailey. We can do Bailey Carmella or Becky Carmella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Becky Carmella, Bailey. I got nothing. <laughs> Bailey Liv Morgan. Bailey Liv Morgan. Okay. Okay. I, well, now that I say that, Bailey sounds like she's going to lose that match, though. Why is that? Well, it's a tough. That's a that's a because now I think about it, it's like that's a tough spot because Bailey should face Carmella, and Becky should face Morgan. Maybe yeah, because Bailey, or if Becky Bailey face faces somebody. any member of the Country Club, then she should lose because the country club just won the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey against Carmella could work. Um, you know, you know, cause that could be, um, something with the two of them. Uh, you know, Carmella's back from, for, from being gone for 30 days. So she's cold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plus cause, ba- cause Bailey should win here. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so let's do let's do Bailey versus Carmella because honestly, I think that's the safest choice. I uh, yeah okay cool with me. And then it leaves Becky Lynch. Hmm. You said Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan. Uh, I see what you mean now. By the the champions shouldn't really lose on their first day as champions. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we do. F- uh, Becky Naya. I like Becky Naya. Let's do that then. Uh, presumably with Charlotte Flair. Sure. Okay. Um, I don't know if they're like happens? a permanent stable, but maybe they were just like teaming up to see if they could win the gold. And now that they haven't, I don't know if they're still together, but maybe. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily a tag tag team. It's just sort of a partnership sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, that's fine then. Um, you know, uh, uh, she's Ric Flair. She's Ric Flair's. She's Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair. She Nia Jax can be Batista. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. I get the the point. Arn Anderson. Yeah, um, there we go. The Enforcer. Um, I don't know. Okay, so Becky Lynch, Nia Jax. Um, do both ba- Bailey and Becky Lynch win their respective matches? Um. Yes. 
very bold stance, Mikey. I was thinking about it. It's tough. I think I think Bailey should def- definitely win. I agree. I agreeance. I'm in agreeance with you on that one. Okay. Becky Lynch. Is there any idea with with Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair? You know, double teaming Becky almost. And Bailey makes the save. Bailey makes the save. Is that anything? That's interesting. I mean, because then that would almost definitely put us up to a tag team next week. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's an idea. It's an idea. Or it's just Becky wins. Or because, I don't know. Or because Becky needs to look strong. I mean, honestly, the, we talked about this over text message, Mikey. The hard part about this matchup is that we have two faces. We have a very popular the man Becky Lynch and we have the always adorable always you know smiling baby face of Bailey mm-hmm. um the uber face Bailey we, there's not much of a feud here because you know they're two faces it's a, not there's no this it's not like if we if if AJ Styles was still the face that could still work as a face-face relationship of Seth Rollins, AJ Styles as a matchup. Okay. I like that. I get that. Now, yeah, th- this part, this doesn't feel like, you know, because what they're fighting over, that competition of, Be- of Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, is the dream match. Who's the best? Obviously, this is like Bailey wants to do this. They want to prove, Becky Lynch wants to prove that she's the best in the division. Bailey wants to prove that she can win period mm-hmm. um of course so it's not i don't know it's not, it's not i don't know the stakes for me aren't as high even though a title's on the line i don't know we gotta i don't know what are you i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> okay so okay bailey versus carmella bailey gets the victory very simple very easy um becky lynch versus nia Jax. what are we doing is becky just win they beat down and or and Nia gets the victory or something, and or or ba- Becky gets the victory, but then she gets beat down by Flair and Jax, and then Bailey makes a save. What are we thinking here? Um, I'm thinking that that last thing. Becky gets the win, and then Nia and Charlotte beat Becky down, and Bailey comes in for the save. Does Bailey turn on her? I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna throw out the pitches when they're there. <laughs> okay, following the match, Jax following. The, oh my God, I can't speak. Following the match, Jax and you're trying your best. Thank you, Jax and Flair beat down on uh, Lynch. Uh, Bailey makes a save. Makes the save. Okay. Okay. So we have three matches already set up, and we have three title pictures already set up. So that leaves us with the women's tag titles. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? They just open up the show with a promo? I don't know. I mean, I I think that's fine. Okay. The Country Club, new s- women's tag team champions. Yeah. 
They come up with a nice little promo about it. I like that. Okay, what do they say? What what what's their what are they saying here? Maybe they're like, we're gonna keep these titles for a long long time, and I would like anybody try to stop us. Yeah, they definitely do the thing of like, um, past, present, future, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. We'll take on anyone because we gotta do that. Yeah, because that's the gimmick with these titles, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. They say they will take on anyone. Okay. What else? What else? Uh, I think there's. They gotta say something about how. I think this is also maybe a catalyst of the GM Page Triple H feud. Is that you know they're saying that like. They've always been overlooked to the point of their spots being taken from them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they've they been, ever since they debuted two years ago, they've, they've felt like they've been getting overlooked um, to the point, yeah, to the point where their, their spots and matches are getting replaced by people. Um, but that's not no longer happened. They are the women's tag team champions, the inaugural women's tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Um, the country club is open for all newcomers, past, present, and future, across all three brands. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, and then that's that. And then, what, does anything happen after that? Or just that's, you know, that's the promo? I think that's the promo. Do the question would be does Duke and Shafir attack? Hmm. Maybe they don't like attack, maybe they like threaten them. Maybe they like, okay. come out and they're like, We're coming for them. Do they just come out to what if they just come out on the stage and they'll say a single word? Okay. I like that too. Be menacing. It's 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 an idea. And maybe that's the matchup at Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Duke and Shafir come out and stand on the stage menacingly. Spooky. Speaking of spooky Did we get anything from the Wyatt corner this week? Mm. I don't know. Okay, well, let's not focus on Bray Wyatt then. Let's go continue a longer track of uh, matches. I mean, we do have to keep in mind, Mikey, we currently have a card for Fastlane of six matches. We need seven to eight. So we need um, a couple more spots to... A couple more things to continue building up for. Um, So we do need to keep that still in mind. Um, So maybe let's now move on to... um, What do you think? Either the WWE Championship or Undisputed Era and Nakamura, Brian, and Mike Kanellis. Hmm. I like Undisputed Era, Dan Bryan, Nakamura, and Kanellis. Something. Okay. What do you after... want to do with them? Hmm. So Mike Kanellis came out for the save last week, right? And 
the three of that the the three faces in this the tall. That is correct. Do we maybe There's have like a, a weird new stable? Do we maybe have just a six man match this week? Uh, no, because I feel like that would be the pay per view match, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, what could we do? Do we just do? Do we just start throwing them in one v ones? Maybe Mike Canellis versus Adam Cole. Oh, we already did Adam Cole, Mike Canellis for the other thing. Mike Canellis versus Kyle Riley. Dan Bryan versus Adam Cole. Dan Bryan versus Adam Cole. What an idea of a matchup. Dan Bryan, Adam Cole. I mean, my pitch is either Dan Bryan, Adam Cole, or Kyle Riley, Mike Kanellis. I feel like Kyle Riley has been in like he's because Kyle Riley did against Dan Bryan, and he went against who else? Nakamura. He we. I feel like we used him. Yeah, yeah. We haven't used Adam Cole in a little yeah. bit, have we? No, that's the thing. I feel like we haven't used Adam Cole. We haven't used Roderick Strong in a little while. I feel like we've been just going, like, defaulting to Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. It does, though, feel like, for me, that Mike Canellis should be the one in the match, just because he made the save last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Part of, that's just part of my feeling about it. Okay, so you want to do Mike Canellis versus Roderick Strong, maybe? Mike Canellis, Roderick Strong. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. We can maybe do that. I'm okay with that. All right. We'll see that then. Okay. Then let's do that. Then we will do Roderick Strong with, of course, Cole and O'Reilly. No fish. Sadly. No no fish. Very, very sadly. Versus Mike Canellis with Nakamura. And Brian, can I hit a pitch with you, Mikey? Okay. Roderick Strong wins. Okay. And how? With his finisher. With the end of heart, just just he just wins. I don't, I'm not thinking of a cheap way. Okay. I guess we can decide whether or not to cut it out or keep it in. Um, Undisputed Era try to coax Mike Kanellis into Undisputed Era. Bold. They try to turn him on Dan Bryan and Nakamura. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that was it. I could not for the life of me think of Nakamura's name for some reason. That's fine. He's never on TV. <laughs> big, old, big old oof on that one. That is my pitch, but the only problem with it is that, like, you know, Nakamura, Kanellis, and Brian have not been established enough as a team to, you know, really, like, coax him. Mm-hmm. So maybe we just save that. I think maybe just save that. Okay. So I guess you can decide whether or not to cut it out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe more of a surprise. Maybe for later. I don't know. Maybe that's something to do after the week after Fastlane. I don't know. 
we start that. And maybe that's the WrestleMania thing. Something about WrestleMania in some there's a WrestleMania match in here somewhere. I can feel it. Um I feel it in my bones. Okay, so I don't know. Despite that, uh who wins here? Um still Roderick Strong or does Mike Canales get it? Uh I still think Roderick Strong. Because now I'm thinking, I am now thinking like, uh, I just be there, try to get involved. Nakamura and Brian fight them back, and Mike Nels ends up getting the victory. Okay, I'm into that. Okay, maybe maybe like while uh, Brian and Nak are trying to fight off undisputed era, they accidentally like hit uh, Canellis a little bit. Who accidentally hits Canellis? I don't know. One of the two. Oh, Nakamura or Brian. No, um, or 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 Strice or no, I. So you're saying that Nakamura Brian will be accidentally hitting Canellis? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. That's what you were saying. Yeah, I'm saying they accidentally get a, they accidentally like catch him while they're trying to hold off the rest of Undisputed Era. Okay. And maybe that's what makes Undisputed Era want to like kind of coax Canellis. Also, interesting. It's planting seeds, planting seeds. I see. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe like they didn't plan it, but they were like they saw it happen and were like, "Hey, do you see what he did to you out there?" Hmm. Hmm. I like that. I think. I think this week. I think this week though, Mike Canellis gets the victory somehow, or does or does Roger oh. Strong get the victory because they accidentally hit Canellis? I think. I think Roger Strong gets the victory because they accidentally hit Canellis. Maybe show that like. They're not really a coordinated team yet, and he, you know, mm-hmm. oh, that could, while that's, that's the promo like a well-oiled week. machine. That's the promo next week. Mm-hmm. That is the undisputed era promo next week. That is what I'm. That is what you are saying out of your voice. Yes, I can hear Adam Cole saying that. That they're a well-oiled machine. Yes, and they're not only a well-oiled machine; they're well-oiled abs or something like. I don't know. Okay, I'm not good at promos. Perfect. Well-oiled abs, baby. <laughs> Oiled abs, baby. Jesus. Okay. Uh, perfect. Then I like that. Um, okay. So then that leaves us with the, of course, the WWE Championship scene. Yeah. What are we doing there? Um, um, so I was thinking about it. Um, All right, what you got? What you got? Well, we talked about it before, and we said that we want to eventually make this a um, a, a steel cage match. Um, okay. You know, I believe you were the one that pitched that idea because it does sound like a Mikey idea. Yeah, I didn't, I realized as I was going through that I didn't have many gimmick matches, and I couldn't because I couldn't really find a way to like fit i didn't know like where to fit any in but i felt like this fit yeah um i also had the idea of the demon being involved okay okay i i feel like the demon should be in this match i don't know i think we saved a demon you think i they hold it off you think that because it could be like he needs the demon and gets the victory or he doesn't be the demon because it's a triple threat match, steel cage. I think we save the demon for 
because we're because I don't want it. I don't want to start using the demon just for shock value. I want it to be for a very very good reason. Like I want it to be like if Finn Balor needs to win a title and it's against an opponent that just keeps beating him down or someone that makes him really angry or just someone that triggers the demon. Like, oh, we need a reason for the demon to appear. And I feel like we haven't had it yet with this build. Okay. So, well, at least we need to start building it to the steel cage match. Yeah. Um, so we need to think of something there. I think we desperately need an interaction between Styles, Balor, and Rollins. Yeah. Um, we have the opportunity for one more match. I do like to say, but we also need to build up some more rivalries before um, Fastlane. So we'll just keep that in mind. But I do think there's some sort of segment or something with Rollins, Balor, and Styles. Um, you know, to start heating up for the steel cage match. Okay. Uh, what that is, I have no idea. What do you think? Because well, we need we have the three of them doing a promo, but we want the steel cage match reason to be to keep Drew McIntyre out, right? Not to keep them in. I think, I think, it, I mean, I think it's both kind of in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost don't want to use McIntyre at all during this build. Interesting. Like part of me does not want to use McIntyre in any capacity for this for this thing because because we do need to focus on the fact because everyone everyone and their mother knows that that McIntyre is the Royal Rumble winner so that and we don't because we don't have to use McIntyre because everyone knows that whoever wins this match will be facing McIntyre at Wrestlemania so we don't necessarily need him involved because it's already known yeah so that leaves us with the challenge of coming up with a way to say that their rivalry between Rollins, Styles, and Balor is so heated that we need to be settled in a steel cage match. Yes. Rollins, Styles, and Balor, you mean? Yes. Okay. And what other way to do that more than Ms. TV? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that works. Maybe. Ah, it's not bad. With oh. who's the guest? AJ? Oh man, who should be the guest? Ms. TV special guest Ms. TV special guest AJ and Ms. is like, AJ, how do you feel that you're that you're your night off has now become a triple threat match for your championship. I, I just think it's right. I think it's his right bullshit. I mean, I'm going down to the Georgia Dome this summer, and I'm just. I say, I say, <laughs> I, I, say, I, right say I say, I say, I say that. Bullshit. I'm gonna start saying. I'm gonna start saying that. I think it's a rightful bullshit. <laughs> I think it's rightfully bullshit. I was. I was. Head, I was throwing some things up in the ad in the upstairs attic, and and I was eating a good old ripely peach, and you know, it's just. It's just BS. I mean, the earth is flat, and I just think that this match is dumb. AJ. AJ, hold on. Slow down. What? (laughs) I said I had a great peach. (laughs) No, AJ, after that. So. Uh, Something about the Georgia Dome? I don't. (laughs) We We can't keep going with this bit. I was in my crawl space. 
We're running this bit at. We're running this. Running this bit dry, Mikey. We haven't. We ha- AJ Styles has not been on the podcast for weeks, for months. I meant. I meant this specific moment right now. What specific moment? We have a special guest on the show. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So, Ms. TV. Um. He says it's boo. What about Ms. TV with all three of them? Why not? Why not, dude? Let's just, I like it. Let's just put them all in the segment. Let's just throw them all in. Yeah, let's just toss them all in there. Let's just toss them all like into a, a little like a, like a, a gumbo like a pot. Soup. Put some crawfish like in there. Put some Louisiana crawfish. Put some. I actually want to make gumbo really bad. Put some uh, and I'm put really Irish hungry, potatoes so in helping. there. Put some things from Iowa. Um, potatoes don't go in gumbo. You're a gumbo. Mikey, Ow. I apologize for calling you gumbo. Ow. I don't know if I can accept it. <laughs> uh, listeners, um, uh, I-, I think it was a disgrace to both Mikey and you for me to call Mikey gumbo. So I just want to say from the bottom of my gumbo heart um, that Mikey is not a g- gumbo. Uh, he is at least a jabroni, <laughs> but uh, he is not a gumbo. That's fair. I'll take that. That is fair, and I accept it. (laughs) I will take Jabroni. (laughs) I will accept Jabroni. Uh, Okay. Okay. So, Ms. TV. Ms. TV. Is is Mojo Raleigh there? I don't think so. Okay. I think he's he's like, stay in the the back for this one. This is my spotlight. This is my show, Mojo. (laughs) Hold on. I'm good. Remember the 305 Lounge? The VIP Lounge? Vaguely. The VIP lounge with MVP. It was essentially like a club atmosphere. And there was a bouncer who, if you were a guest on the show, the bouncer had to open up the red velvet rope for you to walk to the ring. Incredible. Is that Mojo Raleigh? Is he the... Is Mojo Raleigh the bouncer? Is what you're asking? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, maybe he's just there. Let's just say he's just there. Okay. Um, he doesn't get involved. I don't think he's doing anything. Yeah. Um, just He's just learning from the tree that has apples that fall from it. I don't know. <laughs> I like when I get defeated in my wordplay. <laughs> uh, okay, so Ms. TV. Okay, Ms. TV with guests AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. What happens? I, I like the idea that your first question from the Miz to AJ about what does he feel about his match turning into a triple threat. Mm-hmm. What what Styles' response? Um, I think maybe he's, maybe, maybe he like admits like, yeah, you know what? I don't like it. I don't like it, but I'm, I'm still going to defend my title any way I can. And I'm still going to beat 
whoever chat. I'm just not gonna beat any challenger. Yeah, he looks at Finn Balor. He's like, I've beaten you. Looks at Seth Rollins and says, "We'll see." Uh, <laughs> I can beat you because I know I'm better than you. Yeah, he's like, I've beat you. I'm better than you, and I am the champion. I don't know, something like that. I've I've been holding on to this belt for a lot. A long like, honestly, time. he's holding it. <laughs> He's he's held that for a really long time. I I want to look up. I want to see if I can figure out the numbers for it. Because uh, when did that, his title rate ended with Daniel Bryan on that one SmackDown? But we haven't had that, so it's just been longer for us. I feel like. Yes, it was November seventh, twenty eighteen. November seventh. When Dan Bry won the championship, when when AJ Styles won the the WWE championship, and in okay. our universe he hasn't lost it since. Okay, it he has been as up to the Tuesday that this episode of SmackDown Live goes up. In our universe, AJ Styles has been WWE champion for. 476 days. Is that a record? Quite possibly. <laughs> I can look that up. But um, also, damn. It's definitely long. <laughs> it's definitely long. Um... Um, I'll I'll keep looking into this, but uh, what else happens on Miss TV? Let's not forget what else happens on Miss TV. Um, I don't know. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins say some stuff. Finn Balor and 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 other guys say some stuff. Um, well, he's definitely pa- AJ Styles has definitely passed CM Punk's record. I think, I think, uh, Seth Rollins goes like pretty babyface and is like, I respect both of you as competitors, and I know you're amazing athletes, but you you've, I don't know, like no, I don't think I don't think I don't think AJ Styles is respect. He's a heel here. No, I said Seth Rollins. Oh, okay. Oh, Seth Rollins. Okay, yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins is like, I respect both of you as competitors, and you're both amazing athletes. And, and incredible opponents or something like that. And he's like, but I'm still, I'm, I'm he's determined like, to, I'm determined to leave Fastlane with the WWE championship. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, I've been fighting for this dream match and maybe I have to put that aside because I've been so focused on getting this dream match. I've lost sight of trying to win the WWE championship. And I have an opportunity right in front of me, and it might not be one on one against Seth uh, for against AJ Styles, but I can I will leave Fastlane as the WWE champion. Okay. What about that? What about that as a pitch? I like, I like it. Um, Finn, I, we've had a great match at SummerSlam where you beat me, and I'll admit that you beat me. Um, but I know, and down in my heart of hearts, that I can beat you, Styles. I know. That every five and right being can and will beat you for the WWE Championship. 
this Sunday after Nationals. 7 p.m. for Central. Yeah. Is that Finn Balor saying that? <laughs> That's Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> it's just like, shut up, Mojo. Slaps him. It takes a scar- uh, handkerchief. Slaps him. <laughs> uh, uh, what does Finn Balor have to say to this? I don't know. I don't know. What does Finn Balor have to add in on this? Brock Lenzer's Universal Championship reign was 504 days. So AJ's almost there. AJ's at 476. So at okay. fast lane, at fast lane, what would he be? I guess. Yeah. Keep keep going. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm trying to figure out what Finn Balor's gonna say still. Because <laughs> we need them to we need them to get kind of mad at each other because we need that steel cage to be involved. So we need them to kind of get it heated enough that that makes sense. What about what about a uh, uh, Seth Rollins? So Seth Rollins comes up with a rebuttal. He's like, um, says that um, that both you know both Styles and Balor are good competitors. He's had a good matchup with Balor, and he, he lost them, but he know he can beat them, and he knows every fiber in his being that he can beat AJ Styles. That all that whole, whole you think? I think Finn Balor sort of steps in between them, be like, "Yo, yo, everybody, calm down. Let's." I know you guys want to go head to head. Let's not forget this is a triple threat match. Um, and I have just as good a chance of any uh, coming out as the WWE champion. Yes, and my my and and I know I can beat you, uh, Samoa 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 Rollins. Um, I have a thirty three point three percent chance. Because um, AJ Styles knows that... Uh, okay, uh, so Seth Rollins is, and then and Finn Balor is like, look, I know you guys have in this heat, but you all need to calm down because let's not forget that I am in this triple threat match just as much as you two are. My chances of winning the title uh, are, are just as high as yours. Um, and, you know, I, I was the inaugural Universal Champion beating you, Seth Rollins. Uh, AJ, I was... Mere seconds away. I, you know, I would have beaten you that night. Instead, you had to resort to dirty tactics. Um, no, maybe he doesn't even say that. Maybe he's like, Seth, I beat you for the Universal Championship to become the inaugural one or whatever. And then he's like, and AJ, you know you can't beat me. <laughs> AJ, you can say that you... You you you've beaten me, or you know you can, or you n- believe you can beat Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. You know you can't beat me. You know you can't beat Finn Balor. You know you can't beat the man, Finn Balor. Well, we, we can't do man. We can't do the man. Damn it. You know you can't beat <laughs> Finn Balor. Yeah. And then maybe that's what AJ gets mad, and maybe he like. He steps up and he's like, "I'm a little bulldog," and stuff like that. He like maybe he like steps up, shoves him a little bit, or like like slaps him or something. Oh yeah, why don't we go right now? I got a peach right here. I can crack it over your skull, and the the pit hurts. Does that work? Does that work as a fight? Yep, flawless. And then the three, and then the three beat down, right? And they make a peach cobbler. That's what. 
That's what the triple threat match is gonna be called. The Peach Cobbler. You got set. You got Sounds working on the whipped cream. You got Finn Balor working on the filling, and AJ Styles working on the crust. And Mojo Raleigh is the pin. The tin pan. <laughs> and Miz is the pit that you throw away. <laughs> oh, oh no! It's more the other way around. Miz is the tin pan. It's more the Miz other is the way tin pan, and Mojo is the pit that you just throw out. <laughs> Oh my god. Perfect. I like that. I like that. Um, and AJ so perfect. AJ AJ slaps Rollins or AJ slaps Balor and then Balor. maybe maybe Balor and AJ like kind of go at it a little bit and Seth tries to get in between them. Mm-hmm. I think Miz and Mojo hightail it, maybe some it gets heated that like some uh security guards come out. It get yeah, and Seth Rollins is standing in the middle, like, guys, what the hell? I think Seth Rollins is a part of this ball, this brawl. How does he get involved? He, nobody said anything to him. It's, I would say AJ slapped Balor. How is Seth getting involved? Um, Balor turns. Balor turns around, does a Pele kick, but Seth, but AJ Ra- Styles grabs Seth Rollins and pulls it into the Pele kick. What? AJ Styles uh, grabs Seth, Seth Rollins and pulls him into Styles, the Styles slaps Balor. Balor's like, oh, ow, that hurt. But he, he turns around uh, to leave or whatever, whatever he does. But instead, he decides to Pele kick AJ Styles. Balor AJ doesn't Styles do the Pele kick. Coming. What's up? Balor doesn't do the Pele kick. Styles does, yeah, he does. Styles does the Pele about? kick. They both do it. Do they? Yeah. Finn Balor is a Pele kick. I got I I googled AJ. I just googled Finn Balor Pele kick, and I got a video. Okay. I got pictures of him doing it on Rusev. I got pictures of him doing it on Carl Anderson for some reason. Okay. On Ginger Mahal. On Seth Rollins. <laughs> Perfect. Um, goes for a Pele kick. Seth Styles grabs Seth Rollins and pulls him in. Finn Balor hits Seth Rollins. The three start brawling. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, security guards, Fit Finley, Adam Pierce all come out, and they're, and Jamie Noble's there as well, and they're like, hey, 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 calm down, calm down. <laughs> hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, AJ, AJ, calm down, man. You, you got to calm down, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Jamie Noble, I guess. Perfect. Um... Perfect, and I think that's the end of the segment. Honestly, I think that's the perfect end of the segment. Oh, yeah, I should say. Uh, we have... I don't know which matches we have officially announced. I think uh, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Undisputed Era, Nakamura, Brian Canellis, Styles, Rollins, Balor, English Alliance, and Sanity, and I think those are the only matches we have announced. Um, that is four matches. Kevin Owens the bar would be five. Country Club versus someone would be six. We'd still need a seventh and possibly eighth. So, a women's tag title match, no? We don't have that already? We don't have that officially made yet. Um, but despite that, that would still, if all those titles are on the, all those titles with the Undisputed Era matchup, that would still only be six matches. Okay, so we need another one. Okay, um, we still need at least one. We still need at least one more. 
Okay. I mean, I think we can just do Rowan and someone. Maybe set up something for fast lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Ro I think maybe maybe Rowan versus Wyatt. Rowan versus Wyatt. Last week, a lantern, Wyatt's lantern, did show up on the stage, causing Rowan to lose the matchup last week. Mm hmm. Rowan versus Wyatt. The return of Bray Wyatt. That is interesting. How would we how but, how would we start building this? What would we do? I'll say, but here here's the catch. What if we don't what if we don't show Wyatt at all during this build? I think that's a great idea. Quite honestly, I think that's a really great idea. What if we just keep having creepy stuff happen to Rowan? And then at Fastlane, Wyatt finally shows up. I like that idea. Okay, so what do we do for this week? Um, What creepy thing? Maybe a Rowan versus someone match. Okay. Rowan versus somebody, and another creepy thing happens. What could that creepy thing be? Um, okay, um, let's say, let's just say, like, Rowan and Heath Slater. I don't know. That's fine. I don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Not that important in the show. Rowan versus Heath Slater. Um, what creepy thing happened? So last time, is there something of like bugs, like a, that bug projection thing? I was thinking either bugs or I was thinking, I don't know, maybe we should save this for closer to fast lane, but I was thinking like the rocking chair appears with Bray's hat on it. Maybe the bugs, because that, that might be better for next week. Okay. You know, it's really... Because the last time we saw these creepy things, that was of Harper. Uh, and then, you know, Bray Wyatt got a, a, um, consumed by Sister Abigail. But we should also keep in mind, this is a different kind of Wyatt to an extent. Like, the Wyatt, the Bray Wyatt character has already been vaguely confusing. So, to my understanding, he was sort of like a cult leader that worshipped the the like person of sister Abigail, but like sister Abigail was a person that helped Bray Wyatt or something. Um, and then I guess sister Abigail at one point against Finn Balor was like an actual person that existed inside of sister Abigail or inside of Bray Wyatt, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we are definitely, I think it's safe to say, Mikey, that like we're definitely saying that this is a Bray Wyatt that Sister Abigail is possessing. Yes. Right. Is, is that's yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's gotta be. I feel like it's gotta be something really creepy, like really disturbing, like really like what kind of like how much like what what Bray Wyatt has already been vaguely creepy before and had weird powers before now that like sister abigail this like weird entity 
godlike entity, I guess, to an extent. What would happen? Hmm. What about an idea of screw the bugs? We do something with either fire or lightning. I was thinking like a lot of fog just appears around the ring. Okay. Okay, we get real foggy. Like the like there's just a lot of smoke that just starts like coming out like from under the ring or something and it gets really like foggy and I like the I like the, the lightning idea though. Maybe it gets foggy and then like lightning hits the one of the turnbuckles or something. Mm-hmm. Very okay. undertaker y. Yeah, very undertaker y. It's I the like undertaker. That. <laughs> the twist. It's like, what's all this fog? And then all of a sudden it's just like Yeah, during the match, fog appears and strikes uh, uh, Heath Slater. Uh oh my Jesus. Fog begins to billow out from beneath the ring. Then the lights go out, presumably, and lightning hits Byron Saxton. Mm-hmm. What about that, Mikey? What about that as a pitch? Lightning hits Byron Saxton. Lightning hits Byron Saxton and it instantly kills him. He's replaced by David Otunga. <laughs> no. Um, lightning hits. Let's lightning hits the ring post. Okay. The ring breaks. No, we can't do that. We have an actual show happening here. That's not the main event. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lightning hits the ring post, and then Heath Slater defeats R- Rowan. Yep, I like it. Okay, good old victory with Heath Slater. The guy's got kids, and he's winning, taking that paycheck all the way home. Okay. Uh, well, then that means, Mikey, that our card has officially been written. And because our card is officially written, there's going to be a weird stinger that's going to play eventually where, like, lightning is striking and then, like, a holy, holier-than-thou uh, <laughs> music godlike thing is going to play. Because that does mean now that the randomizer is up at bat oh, to no. help, help or ruin the books we have written. Oi. Um, anything can happen in WWE. That is a mantra said by Vince McMahon himself. Uh, so we try to replicate that on Hit the Books with our own randomizer. We have a list of things here from injuries, um, botch match endings, controversies, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Um, so we here have a, a list of things that you can tweet at, at Hit the Books Pod. And by tweeting at Hit the Books Pod, then you can get that, presumably, uh, you know, uh, on the show. Not only on the show, but you get called out when your selection is picked. So it can be helpful. It can be hurtful. Uh, most likely, it will be hurtful because the randomizer only brings pain, uh, especially to our superstars. Only brings pain and suffering. Only pain and suffering. Um, Mikey, it is your turn to hit the randomizer. Oh, Boise. All right, that's a lot of pressure. You know, hit hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Uh, and while you're while you're loading that up, I do want to say that 
that as of Fastlane, AJ Styles would have a 489-day reign with the WWE Championship. Wild. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan, you ready for this? Or 69 weeks long. Anyways, you were saying. I don't think we need any more of these, but hey. Face turns. Heel superstar must turn face. Face turn. Heel superstars must turn face. Okay. I think that's already kind of been done to an extent. I think you can argue with the How so? Do you think they're faces now? Well, they're against Duke and Shafir. Possibly. Um, other than that, I wouldn't be against it. It's a little weird, but also it's fine. I mean, if we're built, if, if the match we're building to kind of looks like right now is going to be against Duke and Shafir, then they need to be faces. Yeah, you're right. All right, yeah, let's do that then. If it wasn't, if we didn't have this Duke and Shafir thing, then I would say Carmella. Okay. But, I don't know. You know, unless... No, I like the the country club. Yeah, okay. So it's official. Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan are officially faces. Yep. That also means... We have so many faces, we only have three heels. We have six faces, three heels in our women's division. Yikes. Huh. <laughs> God. Maybe. Hmm. Okay, Mikey, we're going to revisit the pitch. Okay. Becky Lynch gets beaten down by Nia Jackson, Charlotte Flair. Bailey comes make the save, and then she betrays her by doing a belly to belly. Bailey to belly. Hey, we're turning someone face, not heel. Yeah, but we have six faces now and three heels. You want to turn Bailey heel? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I think we. I think if we're going to do that, we got to save it. That's a big moment. True. But it uh, could sell some more tickets. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, okay, well, then I guess you're right. Let's maybe save it for another thing. So, uh, that's it. That's it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Uh, Mikey, where can people find us? People can find us at Hit the Books Podcast on YouTube. We have a whole YouTube channel dedicated to our reviews and our 2K outcomes, whatever those happen. We had one happen uh, a couple months ago, and it's up there now, and you can watch it. We do commentary on a cool WWE 2K19 match. You can also find us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod, where we do where we tweet SmackDown Live every week. We live tweet it and we run polls and stuff. I'm not good at this, Ryan. Help. Uh, no, honestly, you were doing a great job and I thought you were doing great. I'll help I'll help pick you up. I lost it. Um along with we speaking of polls, we do those Excitometer booking polls. I've already mentioned them before. Excitometer booking polls every Monday and Wednesday respectively. Um there you can vote 
in uh, how we do, how if certain matches you like, how they make you excited for them, uh, and certain matches decisions, if you thought the booking was well done. Um, those are on Twitter every Monday and Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe and listen to every episode. Pretty much you got to li- Sadly, I guess the... That's sad. No, that's sadly. Great thing. Um, you got to listen to the show when the days it comes out so you can be involved with those polls and decisions. I am thinking about Mikey stretching out the poll uh, length times. I'm not sure if you can stretch them out to days, um, but I'm thinking about stretching them out a little bit longer than just the one day. Maybe two. All right. Ooh. I, I, ooh. <laughs> Stepping it up one whole day. I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah, just to give people a little bit more time to vote. So they'll they'll debut mm-hmm. Monday and Wednesday, respectively, and they'll last for at least two days, starting now. We've made the decision. <laughs> um, why not? Uh, it's not going to hurt. Um, you can't delete a, delete your vote. That's impossible. That's not how Twitter works. It's our, it's You voted. It's there. It's done. It's there. <laughs> it's there forever. It's there forever. Every vote counts. Um, so, uh, literally, every vote does count. Uh, you know, Mikey, you were saying it when you were doing this outro. You were much more clean cut with it. Uh, and I definitely lost my train of thought. And I don't know how to end it now. Well, I think you end it by giving us five meatballs on iTunes and following us wherever you can find your podcast and downloading our episodes and subscribing to us wherever you find your podcast. And again, you can go on Twitter and follow us at HitTheBooksPod, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes like Mikey said. That's all for this week's episode of Hit The Books. Until next time, we've got two words for you. Book it.